0: Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Steph Curry is at the line he has not missed this year.
3: Kevin. Uh, why? I'm, Kevin, why, Kevin,
2: why? So why? He was 22. That is you, uh, Kevin. I am so sorry. He was 22 <laughs> of oh, 22. <laughs> I'm not a dealer in superstition. Yep. Look, at, look at Steph. Look, no, at Steph. Me. look at Steph. Look at Steph. That's right. He knows exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> so can announcers curse players by pointing out their streaks? Maybe. By the way, if you're not an NBA fan, you don't care, but Clay Thompson got ejected for the first time ever in his career last night. The matchup to watch in the NBA this year is going to be Phoenix Suns, Golden State Warriors every time they play. Because they are out to kill each other.
4: <laughs> yeah, some real dislike there. I happen to see the highlights, though. The NBA is dead to me. I will tell you this. It was 72-66 at halftime.
2: I like scoring. <sighs>
4: I'm against it. That's why I'm a soccer fan. Less scoring.
2: So did you know that this happens in other countries? I hope it's not happening in the United States. China just sets up police stations and jails in various countries.
4: Apparently. Wait now. They set up police
2: stations and jails in other countries. Yeah, and operate them more or less secretly. Oh, to to
4: apprehend their uh, dissidents and... Just
2: yeah, the, their own people to make sure you know any Chinese nationals that are in that country for whatever reason, or you know they moved away, but make sure they're not bad mouth in the country or anything like that, or do anything they shouldn't do because they uh, they can punish them.
4: Yeah, I've heard it described as, as widespread abductions.
2: Dutch news reporting that the the Dutch MFA, which I guess is their their you know like their CIA or whatever, I guess, um, discovered two secret Chinese police stations in the Netherlands. Wow. Wow, yeah, this is, I would like to know more about this. One in Rotterdam, one in Amsterdam, that have been in operation since 2018. And so they, they apprehend people who are running afoul of the Chinese Communist Party and put them in a jail in a different country, and in a Chinese jail.
4: Spirit them out from time to time, too, I'm sure. Back or, to China,
2: or threaten them, or abuse them, or who knows what? Right?
4: Isn't that amazing? Put a gun to their head, send the picture to Uncle Jimmy, who's uh, causing trouble. You know, whatever.
2: I was talking to somebody the other day uh, on a, who was on a college campus trying to talk to one of the Chinese students about something, and it became very clear to them that the that the Chinese student was not willing to engage in conversations about anything political.
4: Yeah, interesting. We received
2: an email. In the United States of America. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're afraid to.
4: Uh, We also got an email from somebody who lives uh, in a certain California town that might house a uh, a major university, rhymes with UC Mavis, um, where there were multiple incidents where the children of Chinese oligarchs were racing their six-figure cars through the streets and when confronted said, F you, Do you know who my dad is? Multiple occasions, really ugly.
2: Yeah, not cool. Being familiar with that town, if you see a Bugatti or a Lamborghini, or and I see these sorts of things regularly, mm-hmm. like who's driving that car in this little town? It's it uh, the the latest flex is this I've noticed from the super rich kids from other countries and. Uh, often an uh, Asian kid of some persuasion who looks to be like 20 years old driving a million-dollar car or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, they, they leave the license plate from their country on and then put the California plate over it. That seems to be the latest flex because it's basically saying, I had this car shipped over here. Not ah. only do I have a wealthy car, I didn't even buy it here. I had it shipped here. All right. Wow. See, it's still got the plates from my country on it. Wow, that's nice. the that's the new flex I've noticed.
4: Hey, hey parents, taxpayers, and Cal Unicornia couldn't get your kids into UC, right? It's
2: full. No space for your kid. Hmm. Wonder why. Anyway, different topic. Came across this too. I don't know what this means. Um, it's a uh, it's an advertisement that's floating around for Canadian Oil. So we have decided rather than have a pipeline that could get oil from Canada to various places in the United States, which would be a good idea, and green and help us with our uh, gas prices and all kinds of different things, would be good. We've decided we'd rather get oil from Saudi Arabia for some reason. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, one group, are, uh, Oil Sands, which is a Canadian oil company, arguing, and it's got a picture of two girls kissing, two hot young women kissing. What? Yeah. I know you didn't see this turn coming, did you? I didn't. Two hot young women kissing. And it says, in Canada, lesbians are considered hot. In Saudi Arabia, if you're a lesbian, you die. Why are we getting our oil from countries that don't think lesbians are hot? <laughs> choose equality. Choose Canadian oil. Like us on Facebook. <laughs> I see their point. And it's a powerful one. It's a great one. I think maybe the way they
4: presented it was a little distracting.
2: Well, that's a good way to get attention, because, you know, if you're just kind of walking along or flipping through stuff on Facebook or yeah. whatever, you come across a two hot young women uh, kissing, you might at least read the headline. Mm. In Canada, lesbians are considered hot. In Saudi Arabia, a les- if you're a lesbian, you die. Why are we getting our oil from countries that don't think lesbians are hot? <laughs> like us on Facebook. You know... I
4: get that. I'll bet those same people have a different campaign to reach a different audience. I find that a little flip and sarcastic, but if I'm 23 years old, that might be what grabs me mm-hmm. and, and turns me onto the issue. No, no
2: pun intended. Why are we getting our oil from anywhere other than our own country or Canada or someplace else when we're getting it from Saudi Arabia? Speaking of climate and all that sort of stuff, which is where the oil, whole oil conversation comes from. New York Times article, climate pledges are falling short. The United Nations assessed progress on countries' emission commitments, and it turns out, this is going to be shocking to you. It's going to be hard to hear. Most countries aren't doing what they claimed they were going to do in terms of fighting climate change. Well, knock me down with a windmill. Only 26 of a 100, like, so if we don't, when Trump was president or Bush or whoever, when we don't sign on to some meaningless international agreement, everybody makes a big deal out of it. Right. These other countries that do sign on, they don't actually do anything. <laughs> so what's the hell? <laughs> big deal. Only 26 of 193 countries that agreed last year and signed their names and got all the kudos that come with it. Uh, actually have stepped up to their climate actions and followed through with uh, what they said they were going to do. So 26 out of 193. Out of 193. Who and signed I wonder,
4: to you know, I'd, I'd kind of like to see them graded or, or you know, uh, ranked in terms of what sort of commitments they made, mm-hmm. because there are quite a few developing countries that virtually nothing was asked of them because they've made the argument, hey, we're still trying to get, like, basic antibiotics into our country. We can't really make sacrifices at this point.
2: We're trying to get to past uh, drinking puddle water in the morning. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, the world's top two polluters, China and the United States, have taken some action, but have not pledged more this year. We haven't, but neither have they.
4: Mm. Hey, speaking of energy, uh, a good friend of mine who's a uh, a very very bright fellow, he's a semi retired engineer. Um, sent me this. It's a press release from a company, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, Trizo X breaks ground on America's first commercial advanced nuclear fuel facility in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. will be the genesis of future commercial scale advanced nuclear energy innovation and deployment, creating more than 4,400 jobs, rather, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Our groundbreaking in Oak Ridge is a monumental moment for advanced nuclear energy as we deliver on the critical promise to drive deep decarbonization across the planet. Thrilled uh, to continue the partnership with the U.S. Department of Energy, East Tennessee, Oak Ridge community, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, The the point of this is that it's a significant leap forward in terms of moving the United States into the next generation of nuclear power generation, uh, which I think would be a really good thing. Awesome, yeah, yeah, I think so. Anyway, it's the future, the future, embrace the future or die in the past.
2: What's going on over with Russia and Ukraine? We should talk about that. Is Russia setting the world up so that they can use some sort of nuclear weapon and blame it on the Ukrainians?
4: And more news from the radical gender theory crowd and their insanities, including the president sitting down with this person who is really objectionable in a lot of ways and Paying his respect. Apparently, the closing argument before the midterms is we're down with the most radical uh, queer theory folks on any radical campus in America. Very odd.
2: They're talking about Halloween costumes on Good Morning America, and I just saw that little thing, the printed thing it said there. What to do if your child wants a problematic Halloween costume? I wonder what they consider problematic. I was going to have both my kids dress up as Kanye West. Is that a? Not at all. White Lives Matter shirts. Oh, boy. Uh, Lots of Adidas gear. (laughs) Up to you. (laughs) That was my plan. Oh, we got a lot more on the way. Text line 415 295 KFTC.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Russia could be setting the world up for a false flag operation using a dirty bomb, radioactive material wrapped in conventional explosives that would then give Moscow an excuse to escalate, even using some of their 2,000 tactical nukes. They can claim that it was the Ukrainians who conducted a dirty bomb attack first that might provide them, uh, they think, the, the freedom to uh, begin using nuclear weapons in Ukraine. So I think this is a dangerous moment.
2: Yeah, well, there have been a lot of dangerous moments since February with the whole Russia-Ukraine thing. That's Jen Griffin, Fox News Pentagon reporter, with more on uh, the Russian plan.
0: Russian officials have expressed dismay that their warnings are not being heeded by the Pentagon. Those who wanted to understand that the threat is uh, serious, they have, they had all the possibilities to understand it. Those who want to reject it as Russian propaganda, they will do it anyway. So we're not very much worried about this.
2: I think it's hilarious that the Russians are, hey, how come you not take... We just made the claim that the Ukrainians are thinking about using a dirty bomb and you're not taking it seriously. Are you kidding? Are you kidding?
4: Again, I struggle to figure out what these crazy schemes and rationales are for, except I think it's to give China and India
2: plausible deniability to keep doing business with Russia. Trying to figure out what Russia is thinking? Here we go again.
0: Nuclear expert Matthew Krennig says it makes little sense tactically for Ukraine to use a dirty bomb, but the Russians have a different calculus. The idea is that there's been an explosion, first responders show up, uh, they're, if they have Geiger counters, they're showing that there's radioactivity in the area. People might uh, mistakenly assume it was a real nuclear attack, they might overreact.
2: Yeah, I, I get the, the idea of Russia wants to open the Overton window of things that are possible.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Ukraine used a bomb, and then there's some, they try to, they're hoping they can create some confusion in the world of our, yeah, it's probably Russia, could be Ukraine though, you never know, they might have a reason, blah, blah, blah just to there just. There'll be plenty of that on Twitter, for but, instance. But the, exactly, or maybe Tucker Carlson's show. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and then Russia has changed the idea of what's possible. Nuclear weapons are part of the thing now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. it has been done the 70 some year ban on you using nuclear weapons in a in a war it's over is Yeah.
4: It, it's just the crazy part to me is you know i'm trying to think of something analogous but you know if if you get home and your, your wife says to you hey it, uh, i've been informed that you're planning on claiming that you were fired from your job so that you can go off and do something something for a week uh don't don't be pulling that And then you come home two days later and say, Honey, I've been
2: fired from my job. i got no job to go to. I'm going to go to the coast and play golf for a week. Because of my no job and whatnot. Right!
4: (laughs) I mean, who would do that? Having been confronted with the intelligence. But again, it's this weird puppet show that is international relations.
2: Yeah, and there aren't many countries on Russia's side at this point. Very few. The axis of a-holes. But uh, love, love that.
1: <laughs> um, uh,
2: maybe it would it would allow Iran, Iran and maybe China. Who knows? To say oh, you know it could have been Ukraine. We're not sure. We need to do our own investigations. And who set off this dirty bomb? So we'll keep buying Russian oil and selling them arms, for instance. Okay, different topic. Or buying arms. Different topic of the same part of the world: Ukraine and Russia and everything like that. I can't get enough of the whole. Russian troops trying to figure out how to fight these guys that were grabbed off the street. You know, out of shape, fat old men with no equipment, supposed to go fight the war, that have no desire to fight the war anyway. Here is an interview with some of the Russian troops explaining their situation. This was on CNN yesterday. Just take a look at our uniforms. Each of these we bought ourselves. All our gear we purchased ourselves our masks, our combat boots, our gloves. One guy bought a flak jacket for 60,000 rubles. By the same evening, the price had already gone up to 80,000 rubles. Now that same flak jacket costs 100 to
1: 150,000 rubles. We know how this works, but every time we go to another store, the price keeps going up, two times what it was before. I'll
2: just add a comment about the weapons which were all rusty and jammed. Such weapons are not fit for battle. We hadn't been fed for two days. There wasn't even any water. I don't know who famously said an army travels on its stomach or whatever. They haven't been fed for two days. They got unworkable crappy weapons, and they had to buy their own gear at a really high price. They're getting paid, but as we mentioned yesterday, they're being given cards like you know plastic cards that have the money on them in theory Mm -hmm. but as one soldier said there are no atms out here (laughs) yeah Uh,
4: you know i'm trying to take everything with a grain of salt uh, because that's brilliant i'm trying to not to use the word propaganda because i don't know that it is that would be brilliant propaganda to discourage russians from being conscripted or going along with it or cooperating or staying on the battlefield Mm. if you can convince people that it's you are going to get screwed and killed um but i haven't heard anything to contradict those tales either
2: no and there are quite a few reports with exactly the same information from different sources indeed yeah with the rusty weapons that i don't know where these weapons are coming from are they just locked in warehouses in the rain for the past 50 years essentially yeah yeah exactly
4: Just enough moisture got in there to cause them to rust over the course of decades. As, again, the Russian command structure is riddled with, well, it's not riddled. It's entirely drowning in, um, you know, theft, corruption. You get $10 million to buy tanks for your unit. You spend a million dollars on tanks. You keep the rest.
2: Yeah. And that's been going on forever in the. One of the great militaries of the world, in theory, turned out not to be so great, which is actually good news for us. If you miss an hour of the show, you can get the podcast. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand.
1: TIKA.com
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender affirming health care?
3: I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that, as a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. Joe Biden, down with
4: gender-affirming, a.k.a. sex change, drugs and surgeries, including children, apparently.
2: Man, the left is way better, well, with the help of the media, way better at uh, the, using the language to their favor. And, of course, you have to have a compliant media that's willing to go away with whatever you want to call things. So you get to call it gender-affirming healthcare.
4: Right, right. I would say twisting the language. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. So uh, Biden was doing this online interview with six progressive activists, including radical gender theory lunatics, And this Dylan Mulvaney character, who is a fella who's transitioning to be a woman and is an alleged TikTok star, uh, a number of women are really offended by this guy and his portrayal of a woman because it's like a cartoonish, pathetic. Here's what a woman is. Many women have said this is like blackface. This is an insulting, dismissive, cartoonish portrayal of what it means to be a woman. And I don't appreciate it. But because he's an alleged transgender activist, or does, and I'm reading, some places refer to him as him because he's still a dude transitioning to a woman, uh, but she, uh, this whole thing, hey. Anyway, here's uh, some of Dylan Mulvaney's great stuff on TikTok, 70. We'll play some of this, Alex, and we'll fade it out.
0: Day 74, being a girl, round of applause for the makeup. And I wore this outfit shopping today. And I thought that these might be my new shopping shorts. But I was walking around and everyone was staring. And I was like, oh, okay, what's going on? And they were all staring directly at my crotch. And I went, oh, I forgot that my crotch doesn't look like other women's crotches sometimes because mine doesn't look like a little Barbie pocket. And I thought, okay, Dylan, you have some options here. Number one, you can stop wearing clothes that fit like this and and just find looser fitting items. Number two, I can do a tuck, which is gonna have to be a whole other video, but it's very painful and involved of a Or number three, I just normalize it. And I wear clothes like this and we all just normalize women having bulges sometimes because we're coming up on bikini season, baby, and you might see a bulge or two. All right, there's so, plenty
4: oh. of that. Wow. So that's the whole, some women have penises and testicles
2: thing. So we're going to normalize like wearing bikini bottoms when you got a package. Right.
4: And, and it's fine. It's great. Honestly, I don't care what you wear to the beach. I'm not at the beach much. Um... Uh, So that is who Joe Biden sat down with and said, yes, surgeries and hormones for children are fine. It's unbelievable. Uh, Meanwhile, maybe you know Matt Walsh's act. He is a uh, very smart guy. He's a journalist. He's an activist. And his thing is confronting this radical gender theory. And he's on his speaking tour, which he calls the what is a woman tour, as he is fond of posing that question to these radical theory folks. Uh, Let's start with. Um, uh, one of his folks interviewing protesters outside of his speech asking them uh, what they think of Matt Walsh in the tour and the rest of it 72.
0: Matt Walsh is a terrible guy. He's transphobic, he's misogynistic he's racist. right-wing fascist. The rhetoric that he's doing is extremely hateful and dangerous Incredibly transphobic anti-seministic, like all of this stuff What would you say to Matt Walsh if he came to you and said, what is a woman?
4: Huh well, you can't exactly sum that up in one sentence.
0: I would say because because the word woman is a socially constructed idea, um, there is no one way to define what is a woman. I would say a woman is just whatever you want to identify as. It's uh, Most definitions of being a woman are extremely reductive, and I find it harmful to even try to assign a specific label to what that means. A woman is whoever chooses to
2: identify as a woman. <laughs> There's a lot
4: to that question. You know, I feel for some of those people. They're so obviously confused, you know.
2: Well, I think it's interesting that uh, non-trans, straight, gender-correct people, I don't know, Uh, (laughs) um, uh, people that are so enthusiastic about this, is it, what's driving that? Is it just part of the whole uh, progressive thing? Is you just, like, change?
4: Yeah, that's part of it, and they've been convinced by their role models, their teachers, often since they were little kids, their professors, whatever, that to be a good person, you must embrace this stuff. Because there's no such thing as a woman. I would point out that if anybody can be a woman, then there's no such thing as women's rights or discrimination against women or misogyny or anything. Because anybody can be a woman. So what do you mean a woman was discriminated against? I'm a woman today. Anyway, uh, a couple more things to get to. Uh, Evita, who's the young woman asking questions, uh, goes on and asks some more probing queries of the people.
0: Do you think that someone can be transracial? Like, if I identify as, as black, can I be black?
1: I a girl, I know. Just because you're uh, a lot of her they have cancer. Like a like, slightly different
0: like, like concept. Yeah, Black is, on top of just being skin, black is also very much a cultural identity. Um, And I would argue that so is being trans, um, but that's a little bit different. Um, Claiming you're black... Has born a white person. It doesn't envelop any of the culture that black people are typically raised in, and it doesn't respect the origins of what it means to be a black person. Um, so I feel like that's a little bit different. <laughs> I would say no. I that's kind of a whole other topic, you know. Um, uh, that's more to do with like someone's culture and like where they came from and everything. Um, gender is just what you popped out as, you know. There's. I'm <laughs> um, on mom, my mom's.
1: It's, it's
0: like it's it's not like something that can be paralleled race and gender have completely different social connotations
4: what's interesting if you're a student of communication or observant or whatever is you can hear them realize the weakness of their arguments and how they've just made an argument in favor of the fact that, wait a minute, if only black people can claim blackness because of, wait a minute, then only a woman can claim womanhood because that's what you popped out as, as opposed to black people who chose to be black. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's what they quote-unquote, <laughs> and it's a charming phrase, Phrase popped out as. <laughs> um, and the other aspect of it is, and and this is I popped out as this is kind of, yeah, because that's how it works, right? Women, because I believe there are women. Well, I was in the birthing room, out they come, yeah, eventually. But the popping comes after a great deal of effort, anyway. <laughs> uh, a subtlety, but one that hit me listening to that was this assumption that all black people are of a monolithic culture, yeah. I thought that was
2: interesting, too,
4: yeah. Uh, and then finally Uh, because I think that speaks for itself, this headline from The Telegraph in London. Major British newspaper. Most children who think they're transgender are just going through a phase, according to Britain's National Health Service. Doctors are told not to encourage young people to change their names and pronouns or to pursue any medical procedures because most of them are, quote, just going through a phase. They're uncomfortable with their adolescent, their adolescence. They're changing bodies, they're budding bodies, their new sexuality. They're freaked out by it, like kids have been for time immemorial. But instead of saying, "Honey, it's normal to develop breasts," and I know you're self-conscious, and I know people look at them, but it's part of being a woman. It's going to be okay, trust me. Instead of that, lunatics say, "You're probably a boy. Get him cut off."
2: Yeah, the aspect of this I find the most interesting, and I'm not sure how it's going to work out, is the tomboy girls and effeminate men that have always existed. Including effeminate gay men. Yeah. Whomever else. Yeah. 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 Tomboy straight women or gay women. Yeah. And, uh, effeminate gay or straight. How that, that whole situation is going to work out. Mm -hmm. That, that would have to be a really confusing. Situation to be in if you're like oh, yeah. 14 and you're you recognize you know I'm I'm a pretty sturdy athletic t- girl who likes you know jeans and sweatshirts more than I like dresses mm-hmm. and but I don't think I'm a boy I mean so. Yeah, that, that's got to be a hard one.
4: Right, and for the record, around here, uh, we love y'all. Y'all have to get your 100% human and American rights and the rest of it, and nobody should ever hurt you or discriminate against you because of the way you are. I just don't like adolescents being surgically altered because they're going through a phase. Made this point earlier on a different topic. New poll is out that shows 1% of Hispanic people, 1%, prefer the term Latinx. 1%. I think the previous poll had it like 4%, so we'll call it margin of error thing, but it's certainly in the very low single-digit percent.
2: I hear it on NPR all the time. And
4: yet, exactly, how often do you hear the term major media, corporate media, academia? It's ever-present in academia. NPR, whatever, New York Times. That's 1% of people... I'm telling you, trust me on this, the support for the radical gender theory is about as big as the support for the Latinx thing among Hispanics. We're not talking about white women grad students and and their dopey male you know counterparts. Um, we're talking about actual Hispanic people. Nobody wants it. Well, trust if something seems crazy to you. It's crazy, and the fact that your kids are being taught that this stuff is great in school troubles me a great deal, but be confident, you're right.
2: So 70% I'm told of people are highly interested in this midterm election, that is a record by a lot, and the most watched debate of this election cycle happened last night, Fetterman and Oz, in which Fetterman had some troubles with his whole stroke thing. Hi,
4: good night everybody.
2: A new wrinkle on that, that just broke. Hello, I must be going. A new wrinkle on that whole thing, a claim his campaign made that the channel that carried the debate is saying, and no, it didn't. Mm. So that's next. top of this from last night. Hi. Good night, everybody. Yeah, all, the, all the texters have said you should play Hello, Goodbye from the Beatles and play the clip of Fetterman last night, the unfortunate stroke victim in the debate, saying, what did he just say? Say that again. Hi. Good night, everybody. That was his opening statement. All right, so we did it now. Quit bothering us. Um, and I don't know where we should be on the... It's not mocking the guy making fun of him i don't think to point out uh, a number of problems he had because of the stroke which is an issue for a guy who's wanting to be a u.s senator i think orating is a pretty big part of being a u.s senator yeah potentially yeah i i just i can't
4: get past the point you've made repeatedly that the guy is a bum and a phony and a
2: trustafarian and a liar he's a phony loser I hate the fact that the stroke is taken away from the fact that he's a phony loser. Yeah. Complete
4: phony loser. Geez. Never held a productive job in his entire life.
2: The whole shaved head, shorts, hoodie thing, driving a Jeep is just so phony. He went to Harvard, then came home from Harvard and did nothing <laughs> for decades. Eventually somehow
4: got himself into government started drawing a paycheck for the first time at age 49. I mean, a real paycheck.
2: So, the company that was involved in the broadcast of the debate last night is unhappy with the Fetterman campaign's claims that the closed captioning wasn't working. So the Fetterman people put out this statement, We are thrilled with John's performance. Wow. He did remarkably well tonight, especially when you he consider he's still recovering from a stroke and was working off of delayed captions filled with errors. Well, this company, NetStar, is that what they're called, is uh, NetStar, NextStar. They don't like somebody saying that their stuff didn't work the way it was supposed to, and they are saying it absolutely worked fine. We offered two full rehearsals with the equipment tonight. Mr. Fetterman chose to only do one, and the equipment worked perfectly well during the rehearsal. We regret that Mr. Fetterman and his campaign feel otherwise. Hmm. So they're saying there were no problems with the teleprompter or anything like that. That's a a pretty weak thing to say.
4: Well, they'd uh, agreed, and Dr. Oz agreed, that they would have two 70-inch monitors above the moderators where all the words were hastily uh, transcribed so Fetterman could read them instead of hearing them to accommodate some of his loss of uh, brain function from the stroke, which is a pretty extraordinary accommodation to begin with.
2: Can we get to a point where our choices aren't the complete phony stroke victim and dr oz for u.s senate you know at least
4: dr oz has had jobs he's a quack and a phony but if i needed heart surgery i'd I mean, maybe out of practice but he's a renowned heart how surgeon how about if you
2: wanted a diet pill
4: mm, not so much
2: <laughs> hey how'd that duck get in here again or some sort of cream that's going to help your digestion
4: yeah well anyway <laughs>
2: I just, everything's performative. Everything's an act. I mean, both of those people are such acts. Uh, watching the debate last night, clearly a huge advantage for a guy like Dr. Oz, who is, you can tell by looking at him, he, of course, is 1,000% comfortable with the lights coming on and, and you know, uh, the the, great, the red light coming on in a camera and, mm-hmm. and standing in front of people. Of course, that's what he's been doing his whole life. Sure. How much more difficult is it for those of us who haven't done our, that our whole lives? I mean that's just such an advantage right off the bat, and is that just where we you had or where you're talking about Carrie Lake in Arizona? Mm-hmm. Just celebrity at, gives you so many benefits, and then you can put on any sort of show you want, throw on a hoodie and shave your head and claim you're working class or whatever you want to claim, and that's enough for people because nobody's going to look beyond it, and the compliant media won't make a make a point out of it. So right.
4: if you have the skill set, you could portray a progressive, a way lefty, or you could portray a MAGA republican or a moderate republican or whatever it's easy enough to do um and it used to be people looked behind those facades but if you have a binary choice you're either going to vote for the seems to be a progressive might be faking it or the seems to be conservative might be faking it you got
2: to go with your side so i mentioned this earlier yeah go with your side i mentioned this earlier there is a poll out that says about 70 percent of people which is a lot say they don't they're not, they're more worried about getting the vote for their side than they are the character or health of the candidate. Those numbers mm. are way different than they used to be. Character used to be a huge marker for whether or not you would vote for somebody. So we all have decided, apparently, we don't care about that. It's just, are you going to vote for our side? Which makes me wonder, why even have a human being? I mean, why not just vote for an R or a D and then it's a computer that votes the way it's supposed to? <laughs>
4: yeah, well, I see your point. Uh, and, and I think. The truth is, the sides are so far apart in terms of policy and philosophy that, yeah, I'd vote for a jerk who's going to vote for conservative policies as opposed to, uh, you know, not voting or voting for a progressive.
2: I mean, the assumption is for the, the, the reason the Senate matters, the Republicans are going to take the House. So no big legislation is going through, no matter what. The big Senate thing is really about Supreme Court justices or other court justices mm-hmm. um, being confirmed or not. And we currently believe, and it seems to be true, It will be the number of votes that are there, Republican or Democrat. That's how it'll turn out. You know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg got a forever stamp yesterday. Mm -hmm. I think when she was confirmed, it was like 97 to 2 or something. Mm -hmm. That's the way we used to do it. But that's not the way it is now. You're going to get all the Democratic votes if you're a Democrat or on all the Republicans against you or the other way around. Right. right. Just based on the number. If you're just tuning in, by
4: the way, Fetterman did terribly in the debate. It was hard to watch. I mean, the stroke has had obvious effects and. Um, it was it was floundering.
2: Oh, I didn't get to my point about that. Uh, I'm not going to make fun of him for that, but in terms of critiquing him, he and his people put himself in that position. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like you know, hot chicks who go out on stage in a bikini and then get upset if you if you point out their flaws. Well, you put yourself out there to be judged that way. Fetterman put himself out there to be judged that way. In a bikini? <laughs> I'm glad he didn't do that. <laughs> I think there's another reason for the hoodie kind of hides a few things
3: Mm. 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 if you
2: miss an hour get the podcast armstrong and getty on demand
0: Flex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.